Hey, Enneagram friend, this is Abby Rodriguez, your certified and IEA accredited Enneagram teacher and coach. In this space, I'll give you a sneak peek into real live coaching sessions and teach you how to apply the wisdom of the Enneagram into your life for personal growth. The invitation each episode is to take on a posture of curiosity, curiosity about yourself and others so that you can shift from merely surviving to fully thriving in your everyday life. Visit my website at abbyrodriguez.com and listen into this episode to learn more. In our last episode, I shared a coaching space with an Enneagram 4, and one of the things that came up in our coaching conversation was this idea of interjection that was showing up and how she was receiving critiques from uh, mentoring teachers and other coworkers in her workspace. And so interjection is the defense mechanism for type four, but there's more to the system than just the defense mechanism. You know, when we talk about uh, the defense system, that includes your ideal self or your idolization pattern is sometimes how it's referred to. That also includes includes your avoidance pattern. Um, and then the last piece of it is your defense mechanism that kind of holds the two in place. But oftentimes we don't really know about the whole system, the whole defense system. We just hear about the mechanism. And so I wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about the defense system as a whole, giving a little bit of information about all the nine types, um, but obviously can't go into all of it, ex- you know, with all nine types, it takes a while to get through all the information. Part of what I will share about in the Enneagram and Relationships Workshop series, the virtual series that's coming up in October, um, we will talk through the defense system and how it shows up in our relationships, how it causes tension and conflict. And so if this is something that's really interesting to you or feel like it was really illuminating to hear about your types, um, join that workshop and hear about what it looks like with other types and and relationships. So the defense system, giving an overview of the defense system for each of the nine types. So the first part of the defense system is the ideal self or the idealization pattern. It's who we think we are supposed to be in order to have value or to have worth. And for each type, this is really associated with something that's actually a real strength of ours, a real gift that we bring into the world. But the problem is our type over identifies with this idolization pattern, this ideal self, and it kind of becomes this trap that keeps us stuck in our reactionary habits because we believe that we have to be this way. And so everything is held to this standard or judged and critiqued with regards to this ideal self that we're holding. So for type one, that ideal self is to be good or right, but what our type tells us is that I, I have to be good or, or I have to be right. For twos, that ideal idealization pattern um, is to be helpful and lovable, but our type tells us that we have to be lovable, we have to be helpful. For threes, uh, that idealization pattern is to be successful and capable. And again, our type tells us that we have to be successful and we have to be capable. For four, um, that as the idealization pattern is I'm unique and authentic, and our type tells us that we have to be that way. Fives, um, the idealization pattern is I'm knowledgeable. And again, our type tells us that we have to be knowledgeable. Sixes, uh, the pattern is I am loyal and steadfast, and, and I have to be that way. I have to be loyal and steadfast. 
for sevens, um, that I'm okay and, and I'm optimistic. And our type tells us that we have to be okay and we have to keep being optimistic. For eights, uh, that I'm strong and I'm confident and our type tells us that we have to be strong and we have to be confident. And for nines, that I'm peaceful and harmonious, but at times our type tells us that we have to be peaceful and we have to be harmonious. And to the extent that we are attached to this ideal self, that we uh, believe that we have to be this way, we don't allow ourselves to simply be, to have the emotions that are actually coming up for us or to value the things that we actually value or do the things that we actually want to do to have the needs that are actually true for us. It's like our idolization pattern, this way that we have to be, uh, keeps us stuck. So there becomes this constant pressure to live up to the expectation of this idolization pattern. And again, it becomes the standard. Things get judged by it. Um, Things get measured next to it. And so if we fail to meet this ideal self, uh, we tend to feel kind of anxious or embarrassed or sometimes um, other emotions like feeling angry or sad come up for us um, because we think something's wrong with us. You know, uh, if we are not meeting that ideal self uh, as a one, if we are not good, if as a seven, if we don't feel okay, we feel like something's wrong with us. And so we start to have these uh, feelings come up for us. Sometimes we can be so completely focused on our idolization pattern that we kind of project this image of ourselves, both to others and to ourselves, that when things don't meet that standard, information, thoughts, feelings, instincts, whatever, um, it's almost like we completely fail to take notice of those things because they don't fit into our pattern of what they're supposed to be. So for me, I lead with type eight. And so it's almost like when things come across my purview, feelings, realities, needs I have, values I have that don't align with being strong and confident, it's almost like my type filters those things out so that I don't have to deal with it. Um, And so this is the first piece of this defense system. The next aspect of the defense system is the avoidance pattern, the things that our type naturally wants to to avoid. And so for type ones, um, they naturally want to avoid being wrong, making mistakes, making errors, um, and also in that being overtly emotive. You know, type ones are more constrained with their emotions, um, whether that is anger or sadness, Sometimes there's different emotions that do feel comfortable. They fall into that okay, good range and other ones that don't, um, but they want to avoid that piece too. For type twos, uh, the avoidance pattern is really has a lot to do with rejection. So wanting to avoid potential rejection, wanting to avoid being uh, dispensable, being at a place where they could ever um, be getting gotten rid of easily. And also avoid their own needs. You know, sometimes it feels like if I have an awareness of my needs and tend to my needs, then I will be needy and I won't be wanted or I won't be able to attend to other people's needs and then they won't want me if I'm doing that. It can, again, show up differently for for twos, um, but this avoidance of their own personal needs. For threes, their avoidance pattern is this avoidance of failure. You know, these experiences of failure and the tender emotions that come along with that. 
uh, avoiding disapproval, being disapproved of, avoiding feeling worthless, or or even avoiding things that hinder their success or slow them down in their progress. For fours, uh, their avoidance pattern has a lot to do with things that are ordinary or superficial, whether that is interactions or even things they like that fall into that range, um, avoiding falling. And then part of this also is that fours are avoiding what we would say as maybe good things, like avoiding fully receiving love and fully receiving affirmations and kindness that is offered to them, fully receiving the invitations to belong. Um, It almost filters out some of these, what we would say are good things too. For fives, the avoidance pattern is this desire to avoid feeling helpless, feeling completely dependent on others or depleted because of the setting that they found themselves in, um, avoiding feeling inadequate. For sixes, that avoidance pattern is about um, avoiding threats and navigating uncertainty alone or without resources or support in that Um, avoidance of things that are completely chaotic and unpredictable because it's hard to feel certain in those spaces. And and there's also a level of, of wanting to avoid rejection as well. That's why part of that loyalty piece comes in for them. For sevens, the avoidance pattern has a lot to do with uh, being trapped in tender emotions and painful emotions and suffering or grief, sadness, lament, Um, avoidance of being trapped in general, not even just in emotions, but feeling like they don't have options or possibilities or or things are really limited and negative. Uh, Their type will naturally avoid those spaces. For eights, the avoidance pattern is around avoiding vulnerability, of feeling um, vulnerable, extending vulnerability, um, spaces where you feel weak or incapable, um, where you don't feel strong, or maybe spaces where you need support from others or help from others. Your type is going to naturally avoid those things. And then lastly, for type nines, um, the avoidance pattern has a lot to do with avoiding conflict, sometimes at all cost, um, to the point of letting go of or keeping to yourself the things that you really want or think or feel or need in order to avoid tension and potential separation that could be caused uh, from saying those things out loud. And so the idolization pattern, that ideal self of how we have to be, it's it's like it's supposed to protect us from what we want to avoid, but the reality is that those things are still happening, even if we are putting them below the radar into our subconscious. You know, um, for me as an eight, even though my idolized self is to be strong and confident, there are still very vulnerable moments that are happening. There are still moments where I feel incredibly weak and incapable, moments when I need help. Um, but my type, if I'm not conscious of it, is filtering those things out for me. It's almost like it's protecting me whether I need it or not. And those things don't come into my mind. I, I don't realize that unless I'm doing some work to kind of tap into what my type is filtering out. And so um, so much of this this defense system as a whole it's subconscious, you know, until we have some language of what it looks like so we know what to pay attention to, it can be really hard to notice it or see it or hear it. Um, but it's helpful to keep these first two pieces in mind. What our type tells us we have to be, and then 
uh, what we are naturally avoiding or filtering out in our experience. And the last piece of this defense system is our defense mechanism. And so our defense mechanism is activated whenever our type structure is threatened, threatened by what we have deemed to be unacceptable feelings, by impulses um, that we have inside of ourselves, by even our external environment, these relationships, that we, these interactions we're having with others. Um, that's when our defense mechanism gets activated. And so for the, the most part, our defense system is really subconscious. You know, it's a reactionary response that's kind of automatic. But what can happen over time is that because our defense system is so automatic, it will activate when there is a perceived threat, um, but it can be things that you don't actually need protected from, right? Um, as a seven, you will not die experiencing sadness. You can handle that. You can handle your sadness. You can handle another person's sadness. But our type structure comes online and tells us you have to, to be okay. You can't be the sad one. You uh, need to be optimistic. And it filters out that experience without us actually processing our sadness or, or interacting with these tender feelings that are coming up. And so for each of the nine types, there's a specific defense mechanism that comes online. And I'm not going to go through each of the nine numbers because of the sake of time, but if this is something that's really interesting and, and have found to be helpful in your uh, personal growth and relationships, I'd love for you to join the next virtual Enneagram and Relationships workshop series because we will go through the defense mechanisms for all the types that are part of that uh, small group workshop environment. Okay, Enneagram friends, that's all for now, but I hope I'll see you next week. Hey, Enneagram friend, the best way to make this podcast more visible for others to learn about the Enneagram is by following or subscribing for free to the show. If you found this episode to be helpful in your personal growth, click the follow or subscribe icon to follow the podcast as more episodes are released. Thanks for being a part of my Enneagram community and listening to this episode. See you next time.